0: everybody, welcome to Fizzy Livin' Life, Fizzy Livin' Life, Fizzy Livin' Life. It's episode 285, 285 episodes, and we are sponsored today by Soberlink. As we all know, addiction is a serious issue that needs to be addressed. Only 10% of those that are dealing with addiction get treatment. And Soberlink has strives to erase the stigma of alcohol addiction. Their remote alcohol monitoring tool has helped over 500,000 people to be accountable um, with their sobriety. Their voluntary system encourages connection and honesty, which helps to rebuild trust and maintain sobriety. I've teamed up with Soberlink to create the resource guides, tips for busy living sober. For those in recovery, if you want a $50 gift certificate or $50 code to get $50 off your SoberLink device, please go to www.soberlink.com and download the resource guide and you'll find the $50 promo code. Again, it's www.soberlink.com and then slash BLS for Busy Living Sober. Thanks again, Soberlink, for sponsoring us today. It's pretty exciting stuff, but I can't believe I'm on episode 285. And um, it's kind of... um, it's crazy. So I had on a guest last week. I don't know if I'm having any more guests on. I don't know. I don't know if I like that flow. What do you guys think? Is anybody into it? Is anybody out of it? Let me know. Let me know. What are your thoughts? Or do you just like it when it's just me? I know that I have had, I talked to one of my favorite listeners and she, I was like, what do you think? And she's like, I like it better when it's just you. And I was like, okay, maybe I'll just do it. Just me. Maybe I'll have JF on too. Eventually he's too busy right now to come on the podcast, but um, here I am. And today's topic is reaching out for um, getting extra help, getting, um, reaching for different tools in your toolbox. So as I've mentioned to you guys, you know, I was going through this, I've been going through tough time, but I'm like kind of at the end it's kind of nice. I have to say taking that time out from life was really beneficial for me. And the craziest thing is, do you know what I did while I was on vacation? Absolutely nothing. I like sat in my room. The weather wasn't that great. So I sat on the beach, um, caught up with old friends and just chilled. It was just a really nice chill time. I just sat and just slept and it felt good. And I feel like sometimes, I know most times, especially for us Americans, I don't know why this is, but we don't, or I guess most people in the Northern hemisphere feel like you can't relax. And taking a time out is like bad. It's bad if you aren't constantly working, constantly doing something, it makes you a bad person. And um, I don't believe that to be true. It's, um, for me, it's been like, I've had to do different things during this time. You know, I think just because I've been sober, as long as I've been sober, doesn't mean anything. I think sobriety is relative, totally relative in where you are each and every day. I don't think it has to do with time. I think it's like one day at a time. And um, there's a couple of things that I want to talk about. So first off, I want to tell you all, I went, I think I told you, but I'm, I'm going to circle back here anyway. Um, You know, I went to the doctor and I have people reach out to me a lot and say, oh my gosh, I need to get sober. My family's upset with me. My spouse is upset with me. I know I need to quit, but I can't. And, um, you know, my first suggestion is always reaching out to your medical professional and um, just telling them where you are and what's going on with you. Now, do you have to, uh, I, I mean, especially if you're a daily drinker, I think you need to tell the doctor what's going on so that they can help you wean yourself off of the drugs or alcohol. And, um, I think that being honest with your doctor, for me, it was just like telling her where I was. I had to say to her, you know, I'm in a bad place. I'm in my head. Now I'm also going to admit to you guys something you know, when I got sober, I um I went to meetings, in-person meetings. Obviously, there was no pandemic. This is 16 years ago. There's, I mean, 15 and a half years ago, there's no pandemic, there's none of this crazy stuff that's going on and has been going on for the past two years. So I would go, I went to church basements all the time. And um, then the pandemic came and I went on Zoom. And I think Zoom is great. And it's a great resource and I'm will continue to do it because there's a lot of cool people that I've met that live all over the country. And I hope to keep seeing them on the zoom meetings, but I have to get in, into in-person meetings. So this is crazy. thing. Went to the doctor. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm crazy. I can't stand this. I can't stand that. I'm just like, oh, oh. and, um, I feel like a lot of us get like this. I think that like, it's not the drinking. It's definitely the thinking. and. Um, we get to this place that for one, I wasn't getting what I want. I wasn't my, I wasn't secure in where everything was in my life. And I didn't feel comfortable. So I acted out in other ways. Right. And I went to the doctor, I admitted to her, I'm like, Oh my God, I really want to smoke a blunt. And she kind of looked at me like, okay, really? Um, let me up your well And I was like, okay. So I up my well and, um, I needed that to get over this hump. Of whatever I'm going through. I really needed it. And um, I feel better. I feel better. Am I going to be on this forever? No, I'm just going to be on it. till I feel like I can, you know, wean myself off of it. But for right now, I believe that we sometimes need outside help. And I don't think anybody can shame you about that. I think that sometimes we need something extra that um, the doctor can prescribe. I don't think it's anything to be like, oh my gosh, I can't and and to judge anybody about. I think that we've got to respect everybody and love everybody. And what everybody needs to do to stay on this path is what they need to do. And um it's a priority. It's taking care of ourselves, and we don't do it, especially as addicts. And it's um, you know, i I really believe that when i I ended up going, this past weekend, I went to an in-person meeting and I hadn't been to an. In- I had been to a couple, but you know, I didn't, I, I wasn't going, I don't, I, I think even when I was going a couple of times that I'd gone since the pandemic, I was going with not a great attitude. And um, when I went this Saturday, I went with the attitude, like a newcomer. Like I was like, I gotta go. I gotta go hear the message. I've gotta go be in a room with alcoholics. I've gotta go hear things that I've never heard and hear things that I've have heard, but you know, I, I went in to this meeting and of course it was in the church and, um, it was on Saturday morning and I walked in and I thought to myself, I want to be able to recognize the similarities in this meeting and not how I'm different. Okay. Cause I think we all do that. We compare ourselves to somebody else, right? We go, their outsides look like this. So they must be like this or their outsides look like that. And that must be like that. And none of that's true. And um, because we reflect what's going on inside of us, instead of, um, we look at that inside stuff and we realize that sometimes we're not in a great place to be looking at somebody else's, comparing our inside to somebody else's outside. I I don't think it ever really works actually to be honest. But anyway, so I went to this meeting and I heard the speaker and he talked about step one. And step one is admitting you're powerless over alcohol and that your life has become unmanageable. And um he talked about um the unmanageability. He really went on and on about unmanageable. And he's like, I was unmanageable since I was a kid. And now I've heard that a lot of people have said that their lives were unmanageable from the very beginning, but I could never be able to really like, I couldn't relate to it. I was like, I I, don't think I was unmanageable until I started drinking. I, I I, definitely had, I definitely was not, my life was not unmanageable until I started to drink. And I thought that up until Saturday. Okay. So that that's how long it took me to realize this. So my life, and I'm sitting there thinking about my life from when I was young and. I think that ever since I was a kid, my life was unmanageable. When I really thought about it, I was like, wait a minute. I really tried to manage. So my parents didn't have the greatest marriage. So I always wanted to manage like, is mom okay? Is dad okay? Is everybody okay? I want everybody to be okay. I want everybody to be happy. I want everybody to feel good. And, um, I, how was I, as this little kid going to be able to manage these grownups, but that's what I wanted to do. And so always my life was unmanageable. It just was, it just, once I, you know, started drinking, it just took a whole nother level. But when I was a kid, I always wanted to manage everybody else. I wanted everybody to be okay. I wanted everybody to feel okay. And, um, that was unmanageability and it took me this entire time to recognize that. And, um, I went to this, and the meeting really. I it really. It, I I went with an open mind and a hope, open heart, and I was willing, and I was willing to listen, and I was willing to participate, and I was willing to be honest, and I was willing, you know, to be authentic. And with that, it really. I don't know. It was like all of a sudden the magic happens, and there's something that happens in church basements and uh, that makes. I don't know. It's like this honesty, this forthcomingness that we have, this um, ability to relate to other human beings and say, you know what? You're not alone. I totally get where you're coming from. I totally get what's going on with you. I felt the same exact way. And not only does it sometimes do I hear that, but then I hear how somebody got through something that I'm very similar to what I'm going through and what they did to get through it. And we learn tools because As adults, we don't really have this tool book that we can go to, especially, I I think that it's completely honest when they say to you that, you know, when you started drinking, you stopped, stopped your growth pattern. And for me, I stopped, I started drinking at 13. So when I quit drinking at 37, I had the mentality of a 13 year old and I totally believe that to be true because I stomped my feet. I wanted my things the way I wanted it. I wanted to get, just graduate. I just wanted to do this. I wanted to get sober and check it off my list. I wanted to do all those things and never, um, and I was like, totally i didn't even know what my favorite color was when i got sober because i spent so time much much time being what everybody else wanted me to be and not being who i was i didn't know what made me tick i didn't know my favorite color is orange and not green um i didn't know anything about myself i had spent so many years being what everybody else wanted me to be that i couldn't be who i was and alcohol just made all the feelings disappear altogether. I didn't have to feel anything. You know, feelings are awful. Who wants to have a feeling? Not me. Feelings have always made me feel like, ah, oh. and um, they become overwhelming, right? That's why I wanted to drink so much. so I didn't have to have these feelings. And um, the other thing that they used to talk about, and I've heard that, a, uh, that I've, uh, that I've heard recently is that um, it doesn't matter when you put down the drink, if you pick up a drink again, it'll be like you never picked, put it down before. And all of a sudden, I'm seeing people that have that happen all the time. They go out, they pick up a drink, and they go right back to where they were. We had somebody over yesterday, and he had been sober for a little bit, and he went out, and he's like, I picked up a Jameson, I shot a Jameson, and a beer. And I literally went right back to where I was before. It didn't matter that I hadn't had a drink in a certain amount of years. I picked it up and it was just like I was before. And, um, I've heard that. And when you hear people say that, I didn't really believe them, but I think it's totally true. I think that when you pick up a drink again, it's like all bets are off. You have no idea what's going to happen. And, um, it's, um, so cunning, baffling, and powerful, this drink thing. And it becomes, it's become such a spirit in our lives that we'll do anything to have it. And we'll do anything for it to be, to get it. We'll do anything. You know, yesterday I was talking to this lady and she was like, she said something about, I said, well, I don't know. So I have some people that in my life that don't really want to go to meetings. And she's like, let me tell you something. When I was when I was drinking, I would go to any length to get booze. And I said, "Well, what do you mean?" She goes, "I had somebody pick me up in a blizzard once in a tow truck and take me to a bar and make them open the door so I could drink. No, as an alcoholic, I didn't think that was that crazy. It's <laughs> like, I totally get it. I totally get it. Don't you going to you'll go to any length to get booze. But if it comes to sobriety, you're like, "Mm, maybe not. I'm gonna have a sip of my little Pellegrino. Mm. I think that we know we have a problem way before we we come into the before we decide to quit, right? It's this, it's like this thing on our shoulders. It's like, oh my God, I've got this thing and it's so heavy, and I keep worrying about it. And I want to quit drinking, but just God, I can't, it's just too much. It's just too hard. I can't do it. It can't do it. But then if you go and you ask somebody to help you and you say, you know what? I'm ready to quit. People will show up and help you. It's the craziest thing. You say, you know what? I'm ready to give it up. You go to you know, you tell somebody you need help and people, nine out of 10 people will say, you know what, I'll help you whatever you need. What do you want me to, what, how can I help you? How, can I take you to a meeting to, what do you want to do? Do you want to go to a church? What do you want to do? And, um, and I think that um, we think that nobody's going to do that for us. We think that it's like, no, I got to have another one. I got to have another one. I got to have another one. And the reality is you don't need to have another one. You talk to your doctor, especially if you're a daily drinker and say, what do I need to do to get off alcohol? Cause I do know people that have died from going off of alcohol by themselves. They did not, they had no idea how much their body relied on the alcohol. So they had a major, major tremors and they died and it's not a good idea to do it by yourself. You need to call a doctor, tell them what's up. They so you can just help me get off some booze. You know, I need you. And they might say, well, I want you to go to a detox for a couple of days and just be willing. If you're willing to do anything to stay sober, you're willing to do anything to stay sober. And that means, or to get sober. And I was willing to do everything. And, but during those months that I was here during COVID, I thought it was okay. I'm like, Zoom's great. I love it. I'm getting the same, everything I need out of it. The reality is when I'm on Zoom, I'm just going to tell you honestly, when I'm on a Zoom meeting, sometimes I'm looking at my emails, sometimes I have text messages coming in. Sometimes I'll even do a little shopping. I'll just see what's going on over here. And I'm not paying attention to the message. But if I'm in a room with people around me, I'm for one, not going to be on my cell phone. I've just never done that my entire time I've been sober. I've never been one to pick up my cell phone and look at my cell phone during a meeting because I kind of think it's, it's kind of rude, I think, because the person's speaking, you don't want to be on your cell phone while they're sitting there in front of you. And you're like, oh, I'm so bored. I'm going to look at my cell phone and not listen to you talk or somebody sharing. And again, you're looking at your cell phone and you're not going, oh my gosh, you're not paying attention. On Zoom, you can totally get distracted. And now things are opening up. And it's interesting today, I was telling this woman, she's like, well, I haven't, you know, I need to go to meetings. I just haven't found one I really liked. And I looked at her and I said, let me just tell you this. I did not like every bar I went to. I didn't like all the people that were in that bar. I didn't like every bar. I like to go to different bars. I like to go to different bars with different people, just like meetings. There's always one out there that you can find where you can be relatable, where you can find people that you're going to like, find people that are like where you feel comfortable, you will find those people. If you make the effort, I swear, if you bring the body, the mind will follow. If you bring your feet, you will finally find people that you like. But for me, again, it took forever. It took me getting to that place of like, I am desperate. I am self-will run riot. I am being mean to everyone. I'm yelling all the time. I'm not getting along with my husband. I'm going to these places. I mean, it just just caused havoc in my life, just like booze would, just like booze would, literally. And I, by the grace of God, got my ass back there. And uh, I don't want to ever do that again. I don't want to ever do that again. I can't ever stop going to meetings again. I pray there's never another God-blessed pandemic where they're gonna lock us all up in our houses again because I think more people died of alcoholism than they did of COVID. I would bet money and drug addiction. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's crazy. If we can't get with our peeps, God bless. It's, uh, it's not a good thing when we can't hang out with our people. Nobody wants to be alone. None of us are supposed to be alone. I think this is a great tool, the Zoom thing. I think it's great, but it can't be everything. What tools do you have in your toolbox? Do you get out and go? It's like somebody said to me also yesterday, they were like, you know what? To get up and get dressed and go to a meeting takes effort, right? You have to get up, you have to put get on your coat, wherever you are in the country right now. I know where my son is, it's like negative six. If I were there, I'd have to get up, put on my scarf, put on my boots, head, put on my hat, head out the door, get in the car, go to a meeting and come back home. But I'm willing to go to any lengths. Are you? I think if we aren't, we lose everything. And people used to say that to me. They'd be like, anything you put in front of your sobriety, you're going to lose. I'm going to tell you, I was starting to lose everything. And I told you guys this. I was totally honest with you guys. I was like, hello, I'm in a bad way. My marriage, da, 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 da. I could luckily tell you guys this stuff and, um, but I can tell you that I also just went and I went back into a room and I'm going to go again tomorrow. I'm going to do it again tomorrow because I got stinking thinking as alcoholics. We are constantly thinking in our heads. We got this, we got this, we got this. I, I don't have anything. All I have is, you know, I hopefully we'll have one more day of sobriety today. It's, you know. It's actually Tuesday night right now at 7.30 p.m. So hopefully I'll make it through tonight and tomorrow I'll get to a meeting and life will be good. But I have to do these certain things to keep myself sober because I'm an alcoholic and I always will be one. And um, time again is irrelevant. And I would go to, what length are you willing to go to? What tools are you willing? If you need a timeout from your life, as I said to you last week, I know I said this, take it. It doesn't matter where you go just take some time for you, get to a meeting, go to a meeting, even though you haven't been to one, you've never been to one. You can find them all over. There's a meeting guide app. There's an app you can get on your phone and it, it's it got a Navy blue background and it has got a white folding chair and it's a meeting guide. And it'll tell you wherever you are in the world, where a meeting is. Try it, try it. Because I think if I didn't go and listen to that on Saturday, I don't know where I'd be. I don't know where I'd be. I just, um, I need to chase my sobriety always, always because I'm never going to graduate from this. I I always wanted to, I always just wanted to be normal. I don't even know what normal is, but I always wanted to feel like um, I was okay. And that I fit in. And um, I know for sure I fit in, into a room of, of Alcoholics Anonymous. I know that. And, I know that I have to do this and it's an hour and I have to tell you, sometimes it's the best buck I spend all week because it's kind of entertaining sometimes, but I always hear the message that I need to hear that helps me get one more day of sobriety. And for that, I'm forever grateful. So um, if you're out there and you've never been to one, try one, try meeting. If you haven't been to one because of the pandemic, go to one, go to one, just go. If you have to wear a mask. Wear a mask. Whatever you need to do to go, but take care of you. Nobody else is going to take care of you. No one. And um, no one was going to force me. My husband wasn't going to force me to go to a meeting. He wasn't going to say, "Oh, you really need to go to a meeting." He would never do that. It's up to me. You want to go? Go. I'm a grown up. And I finally went, and I'm not sad I did it at all. So. That's where I am this week, you guys. That's where I am. That's my honest truth. I went to a meeting and I feel so much better. And um, God, what an hour of just being in those rooms. is just, it's life-saving. So um, if you're out there, whatever tools you have in your toolbox, if you haven't quit and you want to quit, go for it. Go try and go try, call your doctor, see what you need to do. Try meeting. I tell you, you won't regret it. Somebody said to me, somebody said today, you know, you'll never regret not taking a drink. And if you don't drink, you can't get drunk. That's another big one. If you don't drink, you can't get drunk. So, um, you're not alone. I, as you can hear from me, you know, it's constant, 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 rigorous honesty. And, um, I can't just rest. I have to keep doing this. And when I do this, I'm like so much happier. My life is happier. My kids are happier. My husband's happier. I'm happier. Bottom line, I'm happier. I'm not in my head going all these crazy things. So, um, try it Write to me. Tell me what you think of this. You could tell me you think I'm nuts or whatever, but, um, please write to me, reach out and know that you're not alone. um, try a meeting. It doesn't cost any money. It really doesn't cost a dollar. That's it. Maybe two, but you don't even have to give it if you don't have it. So, and you'll find people there that you can relate to that will help you along this journey. And um, you will never, ever regret it. I promise you. I promise you. So until next time, I'll be back next week. Do you think I should have guests on? What do you guys think? Let me know what your thoughts are. I like having friends on because let's just face it. It's fun to talk to my friends, but sometimes it's like I have other people. I'm just like, I don't know. Do we really connect? Did you hear anything you like to hear? So write to me, let me know. You can send me a message on my Instagram page, busy living life. You can send me a message at my email at Elizabeth, Elizabeth at Elizabeth chance.com or busy B I Z Z Y at busy living sober.com, but reach out and know that you are not alone. And, um, we're on we're on this journey together, guys. We're on this journey together. You are not by yourself. I promise you that. And um, we gotta keep um, we gotta keep um, we gotta keep doing this one day at a time. One day at a time. Cause that's all we are promised is just today. So today, take care of you. Do what you need to do for you. And what other people think about you is none of your business. And we can't worry about it. All right. So until next time, keep getting busy, living life. Reach out, you guys. Take care, and I'll see you next week. Bye.